The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. News Talk has obtained figures through a Freedom of Information request which reveal how many international protection applicants who arrived in Ireland last year had either no papers or false documentation. Our chief reporter, Barry White, who obtained these figures from the Department of Justice, is with me now. Barry, good morning. Hi, Pat. Good morning. So talk us through the numbers. How many are we talking about? So between January and November 2022, according to these figures released to me by the Department of Justice through a Freedom of Information request, a total of 5,074 people presented either false or no documentation and then were allowed to apply for international protection here last year. So that means, Pat, that almost 40% of asylum seekers who arrived in Ireland in 2022 had false or no documentation. Now, almost 70% of this 5,074 figure were male. That's just over 3,500, while just over 1,500 were female. And this only includes people aged over 16, as the department say they do not record minors. Now, I've been speaking to former Justice Minister and now Senator Michael McDowell, and he says anyone who arrives without the correct travel documents or fake travel documents should be deported. If you come to Dublin Airport and you say you have no travel documents, what is your motive in doing that? It's to conceal your identity and to, pre- to, to prevent the Irish state from coming to a, a quick decision as to whether you are or not what you claim to be and whether you are or not somebody um, who's entitled to uh, international protection. But I mean, as far as I know, they don't even search the people or their luggage for the travel documents. And I would be surprised if, if all of those travel documents are left on board Ryanair flights or flushed down toilets on aircraft. I don't believe that happens. I think they're retained. But I mean, now our system is, is just ineffectual. You're dealing with a person across a desk, they're not going to search you. Um, you know, um, try that in the United States and you'd have a very different uh, approach. You know? I mean, there are things that we will have to consider, for instance, requiring carriers to produce photocopies or electronic records of people's um, travel documents. Maybe that's the way around it. But I mean, uh, that that's cumbersome. I, I think there's somebody who turns up and claims that between Paris and Dublin or Amsterdam and Dublin, they have lost their travel documents. They should be given very short shrift. And that's Senator Michael McDowell. Uh, you've actually been speaking to a number of asylum seekers about this. Um, so how does someone acquire a fake passport? Well, Pat, from the asylum seekers I've spoken to, this is pretty common. And the figures show this, as we have already highlighted, around 40% of international protection applicants who arrived here last year either had fake or no travel documents. Now, how does someone go about getting a fake passport or fake travel documents? Well, most of the time, they'll buy these fake documents off people smugglers, normally paying a large amount of money, while some acquire false papers through apps like Telegram. And I've actually been speaking to some asylum seekers who told me they came here with fake passports, while others have told me why more international appli- international protection applicants are arriving here. Uh, I, to be honest, I made uh, some fake documents, like I, I, I made a uh, uh, fake uh, passport, Bel- Belgium passport, so uh, uh, I was uh, like... Belgian, a Belgian person, and uh, when I was in airport, uh, I sh- I show them my fake passport, 
and then them uh, believed this that I was Belgian and then told me okay you can go to airplane you can go to Ireland why did you have a fake passport why did you have to do that well, because because uh, by my passport I, I cannot come here I cannot use my passport because uh, uh, we, we are not in NATO and uh, so it's it's Schengen, yeah Yes, and my country is not in Schengen. Okay, I'm uh, out from Syria in 2021. After I got to Lebanon, I lived there two years, and I'm work and see some person. What's they tell me? Uh, what's they name for some person take money and get you out of country? A trafficker. Trafficker, yeah, trafficker. So you have been trafficked into Ireland. You had to pay to get here. No, from Lebanon, there traffic person take me for another country from another country to another country after he we go to a uh, train after a uh, bus and put me here in Ireland. after when corona comes everything is changed you know well, when corona gone the people start hearing about ireland ireland they give people the iceland the 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 papers and they give them the work permit everybody comes to ireland that's this this is the problem so do you think a lot of asylum seekers are coming here because they know they will get their papers yeah easy, yeah 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 easier yeah. yeah this is the reason this is the only reason trust me now uh, there's a lot to unpick there, there Barry uh, i mean the guy saying well my country's not in schengen my country's not in nato therefore I had to disguise where I came from. This is extraordinary stuff. I mean, it's pure illegality. And there's no question this, the guy you heard there, not in Schengen, not in NATO, he wasn't fleeing any persecution. He just wanted to come here. The last guy says, Ireland's a soft touch. That's basically it. Anyway, the, 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 the reason that someone would arrive here with no documents or fake documents, the only reason, surely, is that they don't want us to know who they really are. Well, Pat, this type of fraud has been on the rise since 2015 across Europe. And uh, Europe saw a record number of asylum seekers arriving from various countries in the last number of years. And there can be many reasons for obtaining fake documents or having no documents whatsoever. Yeah, one of the reasons is to conceal a person's identity. Um, But it can also make being deported more difficult if someone has their application rejected. But there are also many other reasons. You're saying that if they don't know where they came from, where did they deport them to? Yeah, but there's also other reasons. You know, some people seeking international protection may never have possessed any form of ID before and Mm. they may not be able to approach the government in their home country to obtain a passport as they may be put at risk or harm. 41% of the world's refugees are believed to have no access to travel documents. So that's one of the reasons. While in some instances, passports might have been lost or stolen during their journeys, such as when people smugglers take passports off migrants and refugees, never returning them. And I've been speaking to immigration barrister Cahill Malone, and he explained to me why some people may use fake documents. How do people who have got no visa to come to Ireland get here? And how that happens a lot of the time is that they use an agent. So what you, might, you, you might call them a smuggler, a trafficker. They pay them a large sum of money. And what this person then does is they either use a genuine document with the picture changed or they use a fake document, which would, would allow the person to enter Ireland. But those documents are very expensive to either get hold of if they're stolen or to produce if they're forged. And so they, these agents will want to use them again. And so often what will happen is they will... Um, board a flight with you and then before you get to immigration they'll take the document from you 
then, then they'll go through immigration with the document in their pocket, and then they'll fly on to wherever they came from so they can reuse it. Some people, however, will have destroyed or discarded their travel documents, and that largely is because they're so terrified of returning to where they came from, and they, they, they have an idea that this will make it more difficult to return them, which of course it will in the sense that they will now have to get a new passport, and so the Irish immigration authorities will have to approach their embassy in order to get a new one. But it's indicative of a real fear, I would say, if you destroy your passport when you get here, rather than somebody who's thinking of, you know, just coming over for, for other reasons. But is it not a case that someone's trying to hide their identity? Well, it, it may be the case that someone's trying to hide their identity. Um, and again, if, if you think about it, I mean, is that indicative of somebody who is not telling the truth about how scared they are to go home? Or is that indicative of somebody who's doing anything they can to avoid being sent home? I mean, I don't think that the fact that someone has destroyed their document, even if it is to hide their identity, is an indicator that they're not terrified of going home. I just, I, I just don't think that it necessarily has a bearing either way. And the thing is, you know, we have to assess every applicant for protection on the merits when they come here. Um, you know, they have to make reasonable efforts to establish their identity. Um, you know, whatever claim they're making will be assessed with reference to information from their country of origin, uh, reports from the likes of the US State Department, United Kingdom Home Office, reputable international media, um, information that the Department of Justice can access through, you know, Interpol, Europol, um, you know, other EU countries, etc. So, I mean, it's not that we just accept people at face value. I mean, there were, you know, fairly rigorous interviews and, and, you know, everything someone says is checked to the point that people often wind up being refused for the slightest inconsistencies. Uh, that's uh, immigration barrister Cahal Malone. Um, Barry, when you were talking to immigrants, you came across quite a few who came from the UK. Yeah, some come across from the UK. They say they leave because, I suppose, the fear since Brexit, a lot more racism there. And then, I suppose, that this Ru- Rwanda policy, a lot of um, immigrants living in the UK fear that they'll be deported. So that's why they leave. That's where they come here. Um, some of the comments coming in are controls at airports should be stronger. Like Australia, if you don't have the documents or don't satisfy the interviewer, then you're kept in the airport and put on a flight back from where you came. So you wouldn't necessarily have to know what country people originated in. You just if they came from Milan, you send them back to Italy. If they came from Paris, send them back to France. That's uh, according to this Australian example. Uh, how the hell are Afghans supposed to get documentations from the pal- Taliban? Anyone fleeing war could have issues getting documentation. My passport is currently lost. What if I had to flee tomorrow? I appreciate if people are coming from less volatile countries. There are things which need to be looked at. But to deport everyone with no documents or fake documents would mean that those most vulnerable would be deported back to the likes of Syria or Afghanistan. Um, One must have a passport before boarding a flight, otherwise they're not allowed on. So, take a photocopy of all passports when people check in, uh, give it to the pilot to have on hand to give to immigration on arrival in case they manage to lose their documents on the plane. Uh, Some George and Skibberine. People travel on false documents. Most people who fled Nazi Germany did so on false documentation. Travel with documentation is a necessity. Uh, So says G in Galway, so... They'll falsify it in order to escape, according to G. Hi, Pat, I met a legal Somalian refugee lady and she said some people arriving in Ireland without documentations are saying they are Somalian. She said they are definitely not. She said they were very bad people who were involved in very bad 
illegal activities back in Somalia. That was a real eye-opener for me and scary that they are actually here and getting legal Irish status. That's tea in the west of Ireland. Uh, finally, Barry, um, you know, the, the, the notion that we are a, a soft touch, how do we compare to other countries? Is this a, a phenomenon Europe-wide? And uh, anything from the Department of Justice on this topic? Well, firstly, this is something that does happen across Europe, but I suppose some countries are stricter than others. I was looking at Germany's figures, and in Germany, 45% of adults who sought protection for the first time in Germany in 2021 uh, were unable to present official identification documents when lodging their application, while the figure was 52% in 2020. So the figures are going down in Germany. They're expected to be even lower in 2022 because they have put in stricter policies regarding this. While in the Netherlands in 2021, the number of forged documents presented by asylum seekers was just over 4,000. So we have a higher figure here. The Netherlands has a a lot higher population. So that's kind of an eye-opener. And in the UK, Pat, between 2010 and 2020, over 21,000 fraudulent identity documents were presented to the UK Border Force. So around 2,000 a year in the UK well, between 2017 and 2020, just 2% of the thousands who have made their way to the UK in small boats via the English Channel were found to be in possession of a passport. Now, I must point out that in the UK, those found in possession of false documents can be prosecuted under the Identity Documents Act 2010 with a maximum penalty of up to 10 years in prison. So uh, the UK are really, really strict on this. Uh, Meanwhile, regarding the Department of Justice, they say immigration officials are actively engaging with airport authorities and airlines to provide support and helping them to reduce the numbers of passengers boarding flights without the correct documentation. They say the department's border management units are working closely with airlines on a range of measures to ensure the passengers have such documentation when boarding. The department say they have engaged with 19 separate airlines to date. Uh, Meanwhile, Pat, I came across an anti-immigration protest in Dublin last night, close to our office here in Newstalk on Anger Street. Um, Protesters were blocking the road. They were saying that they've got word that a a number of asylum seekers are moving into a building on the road. Uh, I just spoke to some of the protesters and according to them, they don't want to know, they want to know who is coming to Ireland. So we're here because they've housed 60 unvetted and undocumented men into our community, which is a small community. We have probably about 10 to 15 shelters in this area already. So to put more in is just unacceptable for the community that's here. People will say this has been fueled by racism. Well, they can say if that if they want. Like, I'm married to an African man. I have African children. I am far from racist. What I'm against is why does a grown man feel the need to burn his passport and be undocumented coming into the country? What has he got to hide? If the government changed the law that all immigrants coming in must have papers, at least we have a chance of knowing who they are or where they're from. Some people listening to this are going to say, well, you're, you've said your husband is African. Yeah. He he came to yeah. this country. But when he came to this country, he came with his proper passport. He came in the right way. He went through the right channels. He didn't skip any queues or try to hide who he was. And the government and were able to find out who he was. Like that, I live in the community and we're not sure who's in the area anymore. And we are scared because we're hearing terrible tales but of what's going on. Is that not part and parcel of living in a city? You're not going to know who your neighbours are. No, we do know, believe it or not, because we're a very close-knit community here. Like, I live here in the flat here I walked here 
so I know everyone in the area. We do all know each other. You have blocks. Angel Street this evening. Yeah. Are, are you going to do this every night? So? Yeah, we are. That is the plan now. Mainly, as you have seen yourself, the majority out here are women with children. So it's not men, and there is no, it's not anything to do with anyone's race. I have no problem with anyone of any colour, any religion. I've no objection to even migrants coming in who want to work either. Whoever wants to come and work, fair play, come and work. But don't come to live off the, 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 the Irish people, you know, I mean, we've a lot of fairly badly off people ourselves, I would say, look after our own for well, a lot of asylum seekers are escaping war. Yeah, well, we've no objection to that, but as I say, where's all the women and children from these countries? Why is it just seems to be all young men coming? Where's the women? Are they not being affected by the terrible things in those countries and the children? Uh, so many questions, uh, Barry, but you just happened to come across that uh, last evening, just a, a yeah, chance encounter. Just, just a chance encounter across the road. And I just uh, I find it interesting that they're one of the reasons they say they're protesting is one of the things that were highlighted here, the amount of people coming here with fake or... Yeah. Uh, and just simply to no know documents. for their own security, who exactly is coming in that would be helpful. Uh, because uh, hearing from that woman there, no issue at all with people who come in legitimately like her, her so the father say, of her yeah. children and uh, want to work. Anyway, it's a debate that will go on and on. That report from our chief reporter, uh, Barry White. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.